Coaching Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Prince with the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, people doing awesome things, people that are making a difference, they're building their platform, and they're going to share their wisdom with us on the show. Before we get started, though, with with a very special guest, um, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides done-for-you publishing services for soon-to-be authors. If you have ever thought about writing a book or considering sharing your story, then go check out performancepublishinggroup.com for a free strategy call. All right, let's jump right in because I'm excited for you all to meet my friend, um, somebody that is doing incredible things in this uh, world. Her name's Christina Weber, CEO and founder of Christian Biz Owners on Fire, where she and her team help faith-based entrepreneurs and spiritually healthy business owners that want to generate more abundance, revenue, ideal clients, time, high-quality relationships, love, optimal environments, and more. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> um, all while keeping God, their relationships, and their purpose first on a daily basis. Christina customizes <laughs> her work with each client to help them create their ideal life and business blueprint that allows them to provide great value to their customers while they're experienced, while they experience peace and joy of living aligned with their values, visions, and missions. Christina's unique blend of expertise and experience as a successful entrepreneur for over 29 years, with two decades as an in-demand faith-based licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, and a well-formed lifelong commitment committed Christian life that has allowed her to create, teach, consult, and coach others to transform into having the life and business of their dreams based on each individual's definition of true success. Christina rises as a thought leader in the Christian biz space with her podcast, Christian Biz Owners on Fire, with over 325 episodes, and it is an awesome show, which we will be talking about, with her transparent, transparent earth earthy style, Christina helps business owners let, let their guards down, step into manifesting their deepest dreams using her signature Christian manifesting mastery signature system. You can learn more about her at christianbizownersonfire.com. But Christina, welcome to the show. Yeah, glad to have me. Glad to have you interview me. <laughs> I used to being on the other side of the mic. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and that's where you and I first met. Yeah. I, I was on your show, what, over an hour, oh, about a year ago? Was that a year ago? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but I remember connecting and, you know, connecting with you afterward because I love your approach to, to business and keeping God at the center of it. And, and so we had a great show and that was my first introduction to you. So let's talk about, though, how I always love to ask the backstory. So you're doing all these amazing things. You're helping business owners and entrepreneurs. But how did you get to do what you're doing today? Um, well, I follow my own system. It starts with my vision. You know, it was really important to me to have a um, have a business that's flexible. I mean, I, you know, I encourage my clients. It's OK to be selfish and start with what's really important to you. I mean, I wanted to have. Um, 
I wanted to basically have the flexibility to do things with my family. I, I want to have the time to do the self-care, have a relaxing pace, but I also wanted to live, live an abundant life. Um, but I find when you define what it is, um, it, it's doable because I'm not trying to keep up with the Jones or different things like that. It's what I define is. So just over the years, you know, I practiced as a marriage and family therapist for a couple of decades. And that was perfect for me then because it allowed me when I had kids to have that flexibility, work part time, work with my dad, you know, schedule my clients around uh, our family stuff. My spouse at that time was able to kind of take care of the kids, you know, raise the kids the way I wanted to, you know, not having somebody else raise them. But I and I kind of kept my foot in the door in my career. And I just basically I, I kind of was open to coaching. I wasn't ever thinking I was for sure, but it really was kind of looking at my dad was retiring. Um, I've always been kind of a coach like therapist. I've always had a faith based practice. So it was um, really when Obamacare passed in 2008. Um, really the, the margins for therapists, it's not really a very profitable business anyway, because it's, you know, one-on-one -on -one type of model, but when the profit margins tanked, yeah. uh, with the 2008, uh, issue, you know, therapists are probably one of the most underpaid overeducated <laughs> group oh, because sure. if you're insurance-based, because your costs are going up, but the reimbursements are going down and it just wasn't. You know, I had the luxury of having a really nice office there with my dad. But when he was going to be retiring, um, I just knew it wasn't workable. And it really wasn't even workable to bring other people in. I know there are therapists that do that. But the, again, if the margins are lean for you and then you're paying for yeah. theirs, I mean, it just so I just I made the jump um, to move over to coaching. It was like a 10, 12 year transition. <laughs> Uh, you know, made a lot of mistakes. Uh, a lot of it was around my niche, uh, but eventually landed with Christian Biz Owners on Fire at 2018. I'd kind of gone through a lot of iterations. I was going in the, the right direction, but um, so I was actually starting to work with more women entrepreneurs exclusively, but really in 2018, I really work with men and women, actually, actually work with couples as well. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing. And it, it, it's kind of, I guess I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur <laughs> is really oh, how I would describe I like myself. That. Yeah. A Christian lifestyle entrepreneur where you create the business around the lifestyle you want and you still offer great value. Absolutely. No. And I, I, I admire you for that too, because I mean, I think every, there is no business owner on the planet that got into business to be strapped down to a business. <laughs> right. I mean, we got into it because we thought it that included freedom, that it gave us the time with our families. And while it does, and you can schedule your life around it, what happens to most business owners is we get pulled into every detail of it. And then before you know it, you're, there is no freedom. There is no right. life, you know? Totally. Yeah. So one of the things I also love about you, Christina, because you and I have had a lot of opportunity to talk um, over the last year that you do incorporate your, um, the, the counseling side of it into your coaching and in terms of just asking lots of questions. And is that just something that comes natural to you or is that part of your, you know? Yeah. You know, like I say, I tell people, I ask questions for a living for 20 years yeah. <laughs> and it's just now I'm naturally curious. I mean, I really, it's not that I didn't like mental health. Um, I've always loved it. And actually what I do now is even better because uh, you know, I, I, I use it in a couple of different ways. One is when you're a business owner, I'm, I'm almost like a, 
high-end therapist kind of to business yeah. owners because who are you going to talk to who are you going to talk to when you're having issues with your employees cash flow issues you know all of those things i mean your spouse can only be a sounding board so, so much and so um you know i find some of my high-end clients i mean really they just need a sounding board they need yeah. somebody um so that and then across the spectrum uh, you know how many people you know there's all these different success formulas and stuff like that but really they're kind of designed for maybe the 20 percent of people that don't have a whole lot of baggage got mm -hmm. a pretty good support system you know kind of had some heads up most people aren't that way you no. know most people are in the 80 percent that have some i'd even say the number's not higher that have some kind of issues uh, just that they're dealing with from the past. And it's not even like major toxic issues. I mean, just like, you know, parents that just, they were good at what they did, but they, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, there's just being in life, you're gonna experience trauma and events. And so again, what's interesting about the people I work with in the coaching, cause it's still about transformation. Mm -hmm. uh, therapy was about taking someone up to, you know, baseline. But coaching is about taking someone that's functioning really well and taking them to a higher level. That's not that easy. Yeah. And when you do that, new psychological issues, new personal issues are going to come up because that's why you're not there yet. Mm -hmm. It's because you're not, you're not in, you've not become the kind of person that lives that level of life yet. So it's, it's very intertwined. And I find it's a real advantage as a business coach and even in business to understand mental health. I mean, you're dealing oh, yeah. with other professionals, setting boundaries, you know, um, is this a good uh, relationship, business relationship to get into, you know, chasing shiny objects. It's really easy to get FOMA, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just, so it really requires a very a spiritually healthy, a very um, emotionally healthy person to really do a business well, I mean, there's lots of, I think, unhealthy people that are doing a business that by the world standards would be considered, you know, financially successful. But if you look at their lives and the other parts of their lives, they're not that great. I mean, right. it's just, <laughs> so it, it really does come in handy. I use it all the time with my clients. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's huge. I mean, everybody has something, like you said, I mean, doing books for people. That's one thing oh, I've learned yeah. through the years is like, everybody has gone through something. And our somethings don't have to be the same to not be as, I mean, tra trauma is trauma or stress and all of that. So I do, I do love that, that that's what makes you unique. And I remember when I was on your show thinking like, that is a really awesome approach because I know from me, for myself, I mean, I've got all kinds of things going on in my head at any given time. And so to have, you know, to have it sorted out aside from the business and, you know, that saying it's lonely at the top. It is yeah. true because it's very lonely. Yeah. And then sometimes too, you know, a lot of people just don't have circles of friends that get what they do if they're an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. Like, well, the, the other piece of it is it's lonely at the time. Again, this is where the faith comes in. I mean, if you look at, we're in a fallen world, we have original sin. So everybody, nobody's, everybody's affected by this. So the more you actually do better, the more you're kind of under attack. It, it, yeah. it, amp it um, brings out anxiety in other people. Um, the more money's involved, the stakes mm -hmm. are higher, people are willing to do. So yeah, it's really, it really is helpful to have that 
that mental health framework, someone you can talk to, understands business, understands the spiritual dynamics we're dealing with. Yeah. And just on a on a simple note, doing therapy for 20 years, it really helped me because a lot of times you see people on the outside and they look all together. Yeah. I saw their uglies and it made me where I'm not intimidated by anybody mm-hmm. because I know, <laughs> I, I know, I know the facade isn't, uh, you know, and I'm not like, it's almost an occupational hazard. Like I can yeah. even see stuff that like they don't even recognize that they're giving away <laughs> and it's not like you would use it inappropriately, but I just not. And that helps you in business when you're not mm-hmm. t- intimidated by anybody, no matter how famous or whatever. Um, it really is an advantage. Yeah. Oh, for, I can only imagine. I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to know some of those things. But, uh, I don't want to do the 29 years, though. So, yeah. <laughs> um, OK, so you have an awesome podcast. And how how. How long have you been doing that podcast? Is it? Uh, well, I had my one of my first coaches. He kind of had a cookie cutter approach, uh-huh. and he was like, "You got to do a book, and you got to do a podcast." Not that doing a book's a bad idea, but I don't think the timing was really right yeah. there. You know, I needed to make money. I needed to figure out what I was was doing. But he encouraged me to do a podcast, and and his thought was, and I really, even the less than great coaching. <laughs> say I've gotten they've they've all had pieces that were really good and we can all learn something from somebody yes and I really Mm -hmm. what I appreciated about him is he he encouraged me to get started and he said this will help you discover your voice this will help you uh, know your message so that you really can't and it was true Uh, so I started it about right when I started it was about 2010 was wow. when I first made the decision, took the initial kind of course to transition from mental health to coaching. So I probably, I started it then. I had been not as consistent throughout sometimes, more consistent than others. I almost, I almost gave it up because I was embarrassed no one was listening. I was like, you know, like people like, well, how many people listen? You know, and I, I could barely just function getting the show going and I didn't know all the other stuff. And and I had another mentor um, who had a regular, uh, she did like a video podcast or whatever. And she really emphasized the value of relationship building. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, and and I, she's right. You know, she said, it's even worth just meeting the guests. Just even that is a value. And it kind of got me back to being more committed mm-hmm. to doing it. I think actually there was a, just because I'd done it more consistent than other people, my podcast, some site, Feedspot, had me as the top five of Christian business podcasts. I realized I actually was very well niched yeah. for this anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so probably, you know, maybe four or five years ago, I just started to become committed to it and not embarrassed that it wasn't a huge listenership. Um, realized that pe- those pieces can come and those really are, that really is not my gift is the mm-hmm. tech stuff and the, all that. Um, so really, it's been since that time that I've been consistent. And now probably I'd say two or three years ago, I made a decision. This is working. And I think this is a big part of how I'm going to do my business. And for a number of different reasons beyond building the business or building the relationships, it's a great way to be a thought leader, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you do in your work um, to establish yourself as an expert, to meet people you would never meet um, you actually can monetize it when you're mm-hmm. strategic about it. In fact, a good way to do it is through having a book, you know, so and just having a system 
mm -hmm. uh, where you would do that. So it's become more of a integrated part of my business, but I will say I've a, approached it very slowly um, and how to do all that, which I needed to, because I really did need to attend to the other parts of my business. Right. I mean, it's not a moneymaker. It's not right. a, it does take a lot of time. You know that, mm -hmm. um, but it definitely so yeah, over 12 years, really. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's huge in podcast world. <laughs> I mean, a oh, lot yeah. of people are just like under a year and I've started, yes. stopped it, stopped mine many times. And um, I have to give you kudos though. And I think I told you this, that I remember being on your show and I remember thinking you did things different than any other host that I'd ever, huh. that ever had. You were so detailed with, with the, the, the pre-call, the follow-up. So you, what my, I took from that is you took it seriously. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. You, you take it seriously. And so that when the people come on your show, they know that and they appreciate that. And, um, and that is why I do it too. It's relationships. I, I really, I don't ever look, I don't care how many people listen. And if, if nobody does, that's okay. Because <laughs> if I can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone that provides value, you know, to whoever listens, it's worth it. And yeah. And well, what's interesting is the other thing I learned so much from my I guests. I mean, I, you get access to people, uh, you'd have to pay a lot of money yeah. that you get to totally pick their brain um, right. of, and, and then I'll use the information with my clients. Like I'll, I'll have a great show and it'll be, Hey, this is a really great way of a guy, how he integrated his faith in his business. I mean, so there's so many different levels and I, I think that, I thank you for the compliment about the show. I think it actually is easier if you're more committed to it because it's mm -hmm. less stress because you are prepared. The guest pre is prepared. Um, you know, I had done a couple of interviews where it was just like, hey, you know, and they were asking the same questions they asked everybody else. I just, you know, I was nervous because I didn't really know what was going to happen, you know, and, and I just, I've just learned, I want to do a podcast the way I want to listen to a podcast, you know, mm -hmm. and. I kind of say that with my guests. So I don't like the guest, the host asking a question, the guest taking five, seven minutes to answer. I think that's boring to listen to, especially yeah. if they're, what they're talking about is not your real peak interest area, yeah. you know, or um, it's funny. I think the most difficult guests are the ones that do a, do um, like think they're really a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the yeah. worst guests. Yeah. They're not interesting. They're just repeating. They sound so robotic because they've said it a zillion times. They try to control the thing. I mean, the best guests are people that are kind of up and coming mm -hmm. and that are have some humility. <laughs> yeah. You can get more out of them as a real natural conversation. It's, it's night and day. You learn a lot of, about people, just the process. Here's my mental health thing. <laughs> just the process of being a guy, you know, a guy. like yeah. I had one gal recently, uh, just kind of hooty tooty about doing the pre-show call. Well, she's a really good guest. She knows, what she, can we just do it right before? And it's just like, no. <laughs> this is how I do things. And yeah. if you want to be on my show. And, and it's just, you know, and I'm not, I'm not doing it to be difficult. I, you know, I'm just, it, you really, and I realized that out of all the guests I've had, someone that would act that way is a very small minority and they don't realize it. They don't realize that they're standing out in an ugly way. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, it's true. 
It's true. And that's, yeah, no, it's so true. And especially in this industry of coaching and speaking and authors, there is a lot of that, I think. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but you do have a process and, and that's really everything with your coaching too. It's all systems driven, process driven. And um, what are some of your, for somebody listening who is a business owner, maybe they don't have a coach, maybe they, they're struggling. Um, they are a Christian, but they don't know how to mesh the two. Is there any advice you would give to them? Well, it gets back to vision because usually Christians, um, their primary, you know, part of being a Christian is God's first, you yeah. know, I mean, that's so usually the, the struggle they're having is how do I do this in a secular world and make my business work? And that's a very valid question, you know, like, um, and it, so I think that's why I really start with everyone with a paid service called a manifesting your vision session, mm -hmm. because I want people to really think about their holistic vision, which again is kind of not, you not common for other business coaches. And I think it, it doesn't sound like it's Christian-y, but it really is because God sees us as a whole person. We're not just business. We're not just right. money. We're also not just relationships We're you know, we're the whole person. Mm -hmm. And so when I started off that way and people kind of tap into well, what do I really want in my life and my business mm -hmm. and your faith is just naturally part of that. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to have a company named Christian Biz Owners on fire or anything like that, right. but it just means that you, there are ways to integrate that. And it, it's just kind of a natural process um, of, of, filtering people out. If someone, yeah. although I do have non-Christians that are my clients, but they're still spiritual and they still tap into the idea of purpose, which is really yes. kind of a bigger than, bigger than just us concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they're using different language. They're meaning the same thing, really, you know, it's about why am I here? Why was I created? And usually those people are wanting to do good. They're wanting yeah. to do good. Maybe they don't name it Christian-y things, but, um, yeah. So when you can kind of start to have a conversation with whoever your mentor is, that is so inclusive. Yeah. Then you can take it down to the nuts and bolts of your business. Right. And it doesn't have to be all about God talk and all that. It, then it's like, okay, now I know why I want all these things to fit together this way. And this is the best way I can use the talents God gave me and mm -hmm. integrate my faith in a very natural way in whatever business that is. And sometimes it's better not to even verbally say or even yeah. openly say. Sometimes that's actually the better way yeah. for what God wants you to do. You know? How you show up, it's how you make people feel. It's, you know, you don't have to wear the bumper sticker and the big old right. pin that says, you know, I love Jesus in order to make an impact, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and, um, but I love that. So you mentioned the manifesting and that, that process, you have something on your website that. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of joking. I'm a little self-conscious because I was that person that put up your website and ignored it. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I think so, all of us do that. I think <laughs> it's kind of an old free gift. It's still got some value, but it's a uh, five manifesting mistakes and how to correct them. And you can go there on my website, christianbizowners.fire.com and check that out. It kind of the nuts and bolts, you know, manifesting can sound kind of new agey and um, people are like, Ooh, that's not one of the things I really like. I think I've done well as a Christian um, kind of openly Christian business person is I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I try to use tools all to, you know, I want to be careful Mm -hmm. Because even in 
salvation history. That's what got Christians into a lot of problems is they yeah. went and doing, they weren't relying on God. They were doing all these other things. So, you know, I'm not reckless about it, but um, I really do use tools um, that are available that are also consistent with Christianity and manifesting is mentioned in scripture 31 times. Wow. <laughs> the the, the uh, incarnations, a manifestation, the resurrections, a manifestation, you know, my feeling is, Hey, if other people hijacked our term, that's <laughs> their issue. But, you know, I'm not going to stop using something that's completely integrated. Based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so. is actually a per, I, I love that you pointed that out because you're right. Some people might hear the word and think, and cause it is, there is, it is, there are a lot of people in the new agey, but, but the fact that it's originally based in the Bible, <laughs> I love that. And if they took that term and <laughs> there's lots of terms they've done that with, but you know, hey. mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going back to that discernment of knowing yeah. the difference and all of that. Well, I love that. Um, so I know we, I could, I could talk to you forever because you're, you do have so much good information. What are you most excited about this year? You know, I, I'm i a therapist at heart, so I've struggled with some of the logistics of the business. I've been this manifester, head in the clouds, vision, mm-hmm. not super great with the details, the foot on the ground, the project management. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's exciting, so it slowed me down, you know, yeah. and which is okay, you know, but I'm excited this year because I had kind of gotten myself into a jam. I see a lot of clients individually mm-hmm. and you get into a cap. I mean, there's only so many you can see. And I, I just, I did a pilot originally, but I just started my low end group because I was getting full and um, that's going, and I, what it's done psychologically, it's taken the lid off mm-hmm. of I can market now because I was kind of like had mixed feelings. Like I don't have any place to put these people. No. You know, how am I going to, you know, or, or I get full like that constant thing. Business owners are get full. You're not marketing. You leave people, your cash yes. flow. T- so I, I guess I feel like I'm being a grown up today. <laughs> I'm learning the skills like business isn't about just doing everything you like and that you're good at. I'm learning SEO. I'm learning like updating my free gift, you know, having more of an attraction, which uh, not promotion approach online, which takes a while to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. And, you know, honestly, it came at the right time because I'm very confident in how I work with clients and that I know I can get them results. I was not willing, and this I think is influenced by the Christianity, I was not willing to say, oh, I'll just get a bunch of clients. Mm-hmm. And then if I get overwhelmed and they don't have good results, I'm okay with that. I'll just get more. I just was not okay with that. Yeah. And it, again, it caused me to go slower. But it, but what it did though, is I know exactly what I do with clients that gets them results. And so now that feels comfortable mm-hmm. taking that online. And since the group started, um, I'm really thrilled with how it's going. I was like, oh my God, because I think the group process is incredible incredibly it actually makes it yeah. better almost than individual yeah. and um so that's what i'm excited about i'm excited that about shining more <laughs> and not being afraid of getting clients yeah <laughs> i can't handle it yeah no you, that is the age-old thing with a or problem with an entrepreneur yeah but but i think it, what you said though is important and and it's it's why you know i wanted you on the show it's you, like attracts like is it's integrity. At the end of the day, you're not going to do anything that's going to take away from your clients. And so that, you know, integrity based, but we can scale integrity. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to get over that. It's like yeah. Christina, because I cannot stand spammy 
LinkedIn messages and stuff oh, like gosh. that. It was like, Christina, it doesn't mean you can't be a little more automated. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I'm, you're talking to the person who needs to hear this, so I hear yeah. you. <laughs> Oh, well, I am so, so, so glad that you were on the show. Thank you so much. And just again, I want to make sure everybody has it. It's Christian Biz, B-I-Z, ownersonfire.com and get that free, um, what was it, the five? Five manifesting mistakes and how to correct them. Okay. Well, we need to know what those are so we can correct them. (laughs) (laughs) Do it quick before I change the freebie. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You're definitely a difference maker and I appreciate you always shining your light and helping others. Well, thank you, Michelle. You are a natural. I was telling you before the show, I I listened to a couple of your shows. I definitely think you need to keep doing this. You go with the flow. You really are bringing out people's um, genius and I mean, that's exponential. That's one thing about business. When you're doing like what you are, what you what you're really designed to do, you're expanding exponentially the good. Because you're taking other people and you're, you know, um, helping them do things that you're actually quite natural at doing, whether you <laughs> realize it or not, yeah. you know, you're really good at doing and you're helping other people do that, which has a very exponential effect. Well, so thank you. you. Wow made my day. (laughs) All right, everybody, that is it. Definitely go check out Christina's um, freebie, everything she's doing. She's a great coach and um, get out there and just let's, let's go out there as Christian business owners and let's be on fire from now on. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.